Strictly. 
Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> burger mutiny radio thinks you'll find the best burger in san francisco at counter offer located inside bender's bar and grill counter offers menu aims to please your drunk face tater tots are served daily on tuesday nights counter offer serves specials off the taco bell menu only better you can enjoy your favorite taco bell item without the guilt counter offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude. 
before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month. Business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... <laughs> you uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on the podcast by, with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full-length movies. Let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio. 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why did we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation. 
because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, Mobex, bitch, Mobex, bitch. And, uh, and uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Well, I want to thank the uh, San Francisco Choir. So let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, better known around the world as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I'm glad to be here. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You know, you can find us by that crazy, catchy acronym on your podcast. Uh, we have a Twitter handle, the same, the same handle. Same YouTube channel, fantastic. Uh, and uh, we also have a, a Facebook page called Let's Watch the Full Life Movie on YouTube. So we also stream first. This episode premieres on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to MutinyRadio.fm. It will send you to a website called PCRCollective.org. Press the speaker. And you can hear us. And you can, what we do is we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. And uh, you watch it on YouTube and listen to the podcast at the same time. How what would happen if they listened to just the podcast and not along with the movie? Well, they would not know what we're talking about, reacting to, and speaking for. It would just be ridiculous. The theme of this podcast is you watch the movie and we riff together. Absolutely. We ripped together. And you know, Carl actually takes the extra time to sync old episodes with the full-length movies, feature-length movies, and you can find that on our YouTube channel. Carl, I see there's two new entrees uh, posted since last week's spoken. I see Surf 2, in which, as you know, is our favorite movie yeah. from 1984, and I can see my headshot as the screen grab. That photo was taken on September 12, 2001. Because the uh, previous appointment on Tuesday, September 11, 2001, it got it got canceled. Uh -huh. We got to do it the next day. Yeah. Full-length movie, A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. 
welcome to LWAFLMOYT. It's an acronym. Our show is called Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Give me an L. Give me a W. L. What is that? W. L. Give me an F. A. L. F. Give me an L. L. O. Actually, we're just going to watch a movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. And if this really floats your boat, we would love it for you to subscribe to our podcast. Our name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, give me an L. L. Give me a W. Give me a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, damn it. That's the second time. Didn't I tell you the rules? I have to start all over. Listen, the rules of the multiple three is that the first time it's all right, anyway, so what we want to do is that you're going to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching The Jerk 2. It is The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, 1984, in parentheses. We like... Oh, I never... Yeah. We like the publisher Deranged Visions. If you search for The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, you will find Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984... Publisher Deranged Visions, or, or channel, I should say. Well, that channel is terrific. This guy really loves movies, and uh, I do see a couple of YouTube channels where not only do they put as many movies as possible, but they kind of make them a matinee because they'll show, you know, they'll post it at certain times. Uh-huh. So this guy, if you have a couple of movies, check out his uh, the videos on his channel. They're fantastic. Uh, you know what? I'm going to subscribe right now. Click. Wow. It's a loud mouth, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll say, hey, Carl, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to uh, go ahead and click the link Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984, from our dear friends, Deranged Visions. Hit pause. Once you get to it, move that slider to the left so you're at zero, zero, zero. We also want you to subscribe to our Twitter feed, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Hello, I want to join us on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, that's, I think that's all the promo I got. We Oh, I should mention, if you don't have the patience to wait for this to drop every Sunday afternoon and evening on uh, your podcast feed, listen to it first. This show streams first on mutinyradio.fm, thanks to the greatest station manager yes. in the world, Bam Gen, uh, Benjamin. Yes. And we want you to, before we start the movie, this is our only ad, go to... Venmo and donate money to Muni Radio at Muni Radio. Okay, so uh, normally uh, I'm actually very excited to bring up uh, a gentleman who will count down. Uh, yeah, Countdown King himself, the maestro of descending numerals. When it comes to multiples of three, he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Paul Brumbaugh, host of the show before us. Paul's not here right now, but will you please welcome in his place the Paul Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumbot. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbot. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Very excited. Wow, it just go, kicks right off into the credits. Because it's TV. It was for TV. I know. I saw this in 84. This was kind of a special thing. Look at all the stars. Ray Winston. That weird kooky guy. <laughs> now, doesn't he look like the guy, our friend from the Annihilators, Bud the Chud? Yeah, he does look like Bud the Chud a bit. But like if Marty Feldman yeah. and Bud the Chud had a baby. I saw Bud the Chud on the TV pilot for the television version of Blazing Saddles that came out in 1974. Garrett, whatever his name is. So he's been he's been no stranger on television. This yep. was a weird thing. This is one. I I don't really see this happen that as much. 
even though we live in a streaming world where movies become TV series, yes. this is a direct sequel that premiered on television. Right. It's not really a sequel. It's like a reworking of The Jerk. It's like a different story. And it was executive produced by Steve Martin. Well, what does that mean? It means he was looking to make a TV, you know, just make some money off of a concept. He didn't have to do anything, you know. And I just want to say that the the song, you know, the theme song, who's that guy who wrote Short People Got No Reason? Oh. Yeah. My dad, Randy Spiegelman. He was big for a short time, and what they were trying to do is bite off that fame by making a song that really sounds like he wrote it. Oh, come on. There must have been another L.A. white guy like Granny Newman. I love L.A. We love it. I'm I'm being ironic. Don't take it at face value. (laughs) Now, this is Navin Johnson, just like the original movie, and he is so dumb... He'll believe anything. And that's what these kids outside the window were saying. They had, he was collecting eggs and thanking each chicken individually. And they did a painted softball. And he's like, you won't believe uh, the egg that just came out of here. And they, they put it, you know. Now they're spinning a story about the bull, this horrible bull, and how he has nasal congestion. And would you please go blow his nose? Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm only laughing because I fell for that once, you know, and I was in Newark, which is the worst part. Now, what's unbelievable about this movie is that he would be so dumb. Now, Steve Martin, he pulled it off. Yeah. But this guy is just like, uh 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 Why do you think Steve Martin pulled it off in The Jerk? He pulled it. He pulled a lot in the jerk. If you know what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> jerk off. Uh, he was what? believable as what a you dummy. Think? You know, um, what's a good example? Like the butler comes and says, "There are people from charities here," and he's like, "No, send them away. There's mu- many people much more deserving than me." And he goes, "No, yeah. sir. They want you to give money." And Steve Martin, like he thinks about it, he goes, "Oh." Okay, like it's believable he's that dumb. This guy doesn't pull it off like Steve did. Gotcha. Also, Steve didn't hang out with children. The Nathan that I know from the theater would not befriend children. Well, there was that one child Bernadette Peters was uh, being the babysitter for. Right, I guess so. Okay, so what? Okay, this guy is Harold, his brother, and we know him from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, right, Lamont. Yeah, um, Shock Cinema, which we saw in the movie Grindhouse, is one of the uh, movie uh, magazines at the at the Big Red or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great interview with him, and he talked about all his uh, uh, films. Hero is not a, a hero is another word for sandwich or uh-huh. or something like that. Space. That was interesting. The Karate Kid. Yeah. His name's Larry B. Scott, and he really is only here in the beginning. Well, he was making he was making some some stardom with Revenge of the Nerds back then, right? I know, eighty-three. Now, what we learned with the bull is that Naven is very good with animals. Like hostile animals will not attack him. That's what we learned. And that'll play out throughout the movies. Now we're going to learn that he's really good at cards, shuffling them, and like Just right. Like, now, uh, Steve Martin. He was like, um, "There's one card missing from the deck." He goes, "Well, what card is it?" And he flips through them and he goes, "Ace of Diamonds," and his father produces it. Ah, uh, that's pretty good. You think these are stunt hands? Yes, I definitely think these are stunt hands. Look at that shuffling. All right, the queen's in that pile. Fuck. <laughs> you know, the, the trick to three-card Monty is that you're eventually going to win. So you just keep losing, and then, you you, you know, you let it ride. Oh. And then eventually you'll pick the queen. Yeah. That is sound advice. Here, allow, me, allow me to demonstrate. 
Now, there was a guy on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood who was Mr. McFeely, the delivery person, and this guy's trying to be Mr. McFeely. Right. He's even, you know, putting on his affect and everything. Right. Well, Cooper's Farm remembers. <laughs> exactly. Now, he just kissed him on the cheek, by the way. He was waiting for a letter from his pen pal. Now, he's been pen pals with this girl since the sixth grade. She's out in California. God, this is too much plot. Already, this movie is just like firing at full cylinders. Yes. You know, one, one, one thing about the jerk is that it does it does walk a very thin line between just outrageous and offensive. And, you know, the opening family bit, I don't think – it's not a question that it can't be done today. I don't think anyone could pull it off. Like, they, they pulled it off, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's worth to see – yeah. There's talented actors out there that could be – like, um, remember that guy we like who was – um. Corey something, pet detective. No, that wasn't it. Oh, uh, yeah. Jim Carrey? Love no, him. Um, Jim Carrey could have pulled it off in his uh, when he started. Um, yeah. But uh, there, there's actors out there that could do it. This guy cannot do it. This guy was famous for being on Fridays, if you remember that show. What? Yes, which, by the way, if you are a streaming Meister, you can watch it. You can get Tubi, T-U-B-I, and you can or Pluto. I think it's one, Tubi or Pluto. Uh -huh. They have the complete season of Fridays, and I watched them on a great episode. So, I, as you know, Fridays was a ripoff of Saturday Night Live, and it had Larry That's true. David, That's fair. And it had Michael Richards, and it was a Los Angeles version. So they aired it live at 8.30 p.m. Los Angeles time, mm -hmm. and us little kids – and the East Coast uh, live at 11:30. I, Andy Kaufman showed up, and he broke character, and he got angry, and he got into a fight with Michael Richards on the stage. And uh, there were no one was informed that he was going to do it, and it was a big deal. And it's in the movie Man on the Moon. But what is very little known is that Andy Kaufman returned to Fridays, and on the opening of the third season, which is available on TV, I keep bringing this up because The Jerk Two was on it. And the oh. jerk too played a a druggist, a, a pharmacist right. who's kind of popping pills. Yeah, and he's screaming, he's yelling at the Space Invaders machine, and he's like, you know, Michael Richards shows up in drag, and he's going nuts. It ends. There's a commercial break, and Andy Kaufman comes out to present the musical guest, The Pretenders, uh -huh. and he goes, uh, before I bring him up, I just want to talk about that last sketch. Uh, Drugs are bad. They're a crutch. You know, they numb the pain. And he proceeds to talk about drugs, uh, the dangers of drugs, and how that sketch was wrong. So long that they had, they never got to the pretenders. They had to cut to a commercial. Oh, boy, that Andy. And somebody else. Yeah, goes. Someone goes. Rock and roll. He goes. Yeah, I know it's entertainment, but I just want to be clear that you know, drugs are not good. So yeah, Andy Kaufman, and then the pretenders. So my brother and I saw that back in 1980 or whenever it aired, and uh, we thought it was the police, to be honest with you, but uh, we were shocked, and no one really brings up that stunt he did. I watched the rest of the episode, and the pretenders show up and perform four times, so don't worry about the pretenders. And Andy Kaufman, that was about it. You know, he, he pretended he was married, he was born again, and he married a, a gospel singer, and they sang a song together. <laughs> But yeah, that guy was the the pharmacist. Oh, so they're reenacting the racist parts in uh, the jerk one right now. Okay, so that's really interesting. You say that you call it racist, but I don't know. I think he was trying to make a joke. Like I was born a poor black child. Obviously, he wasn't. He's right. a white person. So that's the joke. I'm not but, sure why it's racist. Right. But well, no, that's the thing. The the reason why I think it's so good is that he he commits to the joke. You know, he actually, you know, the joke is, is in front of us. And that whole speech that the father gives about the difference between shit and Chanel, uh, yeah. and then he steps in the shit, is classic. Yeah. I and mean, that's really fun. And then, yeah. It's just believable. You know, if, Na if our Naven here had done it, 
um, his name's Mark, by the way, he would have exaggeratedly stepped in the poop, you know what I mean? Like, but, and they wouldn't show it on TV. Or they make a sound effect. What's really movie. weird about race in this movie? They don't say it directly. He never says, I was born a poor black child. Later in the script, he's going to show a picture of his family. He's going to get kicked out of a place for it. But they never talk about why. Interesting. Well, it's, it's TV, I guess. Yeah. They, really, they probably brought it up just because it was in the movie. But Now, his name is Mark Blankfield. Um, and he was in The Incredible Shrinking Woman. You know that one. Um, yeah, I like that one. Really. He was in Robin Hood Men in Tights, but who wasn't? Um, and you it's know how he was on movie. Fridays. Yes, uh, that's probably where I knew from. Jekyll and Hyde, uh, Dracula, Dead and Loving It. I mean, he did his stint. You know, he had his fame, but it pretty much went away in the 80s. He did go on to be in, like, he made an appearance in Night Court uh, on the Jamie Foxx show. He made an appearance on Saved by the Bell. Uh, he was on in Arrested Development, which is about the coolest thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm re-watching it. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep a look at We missed... Uh, Okay, let's see. What's her name? It's gosh, we missed a famous actress um, who who was in Bullworth, who was in. Eh, it's too late. She's passed now. But uh... oh, I'm sorry to hear my condolences. <laughs> she did die. She died in two thousand one. Her name's Helen Martin, and she's known for Repo Man in eighty four and Death Wish in seventy four oh. and. She was in House Party 2, and she was in Dr. Hollywood. She's just always like the older um, grandma-type black lady. Uh, she's pretty much a stereotype, but but I like her. She's she's um, She always plays yeah. her role well. By the way, this turkey leg never acted again. This yeah, is it. it got eaten that day. Okay, so... <laughs> The big comedic point here is Naven wants to know which track will take him to L.A. And so when he finds out, he starts walking the track. Ah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. See, the thing is, you see how he does it all happy and I'm proud and I'm walking. Steve Martin would do it like, like, well, I finally found the track. I don't know. It's believable. <clears throat> all right. Now we're hearing a bunch of music played by some hobos and Naven will be curious about that and go over and try to listen to the music. Hobo to go. Yeah. I bring it we'll Ray Walston. Oh yes, Ray Walston. Who's a who's a, Who a, was, fan of, a a part of this show from Kiss Me Stupid. Remember? Dean Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was terrific in that. I, I was just trying to think good. of what movie, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, was that around 84 when this came out? Um, it was, yeah. Fast Times in Ridgemont High. Wow, look at him go. Nathan's rocking. It's not jumping out at me what year that was. Here it is, 1982. And he was on seven episodes yeah. of Fast Times, the TV series. Mr. Hand. We he also know him from this show from O.C. and Stiggs. Yeah, that's right. He's good in O.C. and Stiggs. And he's our Star Trek connection. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I'm going to play the audio because this is a funny gag, okay? okay? I'm all ears. He goes, what you got in the basket? And so Naven starts listing all the food and they start eating it. And he goes, that's my mom's bit, was my mom's biscuits. Ah, uh, he's still listening to them. Wow. Here this we go, here's a joke. Went straight to the oh, Uh, that's uh, sweet potato pie, fried chicken. Uh, that was my surprise. 
See, he never, like, gets mad or, hey, that's mine. He always rolls with it. Right. Now, I thought this guy on the right was Lamont from Sanford and Son, but it's not. No. Any more food in there? So, no, but now they ate it all. But now they're like, what do you got in the um, briefcase? And he just lists, like, clothes and stuff. But then he says cards. He goes... We play, you know, do you guys play cards? He goes, oh, we've been known to play, but we play for money. And uh, he goes, I got money because his father gave him money. He's so stupid. But he's winning. He's winning every hand. I don't remember that in the first one. He never really gambled. That's right. This one, it's like Rain Man. Yeah. Oh, but look, he's giving the money back. Well, he goes, we can't play no more. We got no more money. He goes, whoa, that's because I got all the money. Here you go. My favorite is when you play cards with someone who just does not want to play. And they, like, burn through their money. And they're like, okay, I'm done. And they get on their phone. And they're like, no, man, come join us. We're going to turn the table. No, done. Come on, here, I'll throw you five bucks. Here, I got you five bucks of chips. I'll stop. Uh-uh. Yeah. I like the guys who lose their money and then keep playing. They're they're the best. <laughs> they just start taking the rings off. Yeah. I've done that a couple of times. It's like uh the problem with being in the twenty first century is you don't have a watch on your wrist, so you can't be like, All right, yeah, I'm gonna hop right. the watch. You gotta leave your Go daughter as a marker. Yeah. Right, you show up with like old timey things like a wristwatch and like a, a glass case. You'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll throw in my glass case. Okay, Uh-oh. suddenly they hear the train coming and they're like, it's the special, it's early. So they're all scrambling. So he's like, come on, kids, you want to go see your pen pal in Los Angeles? I didn't really set that up because uh, you said, oh my God, plot, right? So let me just give you that plot. Yeah. The pen no, pal said, she, she, the surprise news that she was getting married um, and she invited Navin to the wedding. And so that's what this is about. He's trying to go see Marie in Los Angeles. Her name's Marie Van Buren and she's a woman of wealth, you know, she, wealthy family. And she's going to marry like uh, the Count of Serbia. Listen, I knew she was rich when you said her name had a Vaughn in it. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if you're not rich, I mean, when I was rich, I I was Michael von Spiegelman for a while, just so people knew. Like that director, right? Oh my God, Joseph Ed Sternberg. I still have the 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 DVD box set. I checked that from the library back in uh, February. That makes sense. Yeah, they held on to it. Says the library. Yeah, right. When things pass, unless you, yeah, well, they actually did. You sneeze. They locked all the boxes. Really? I don't want this shit. Yeah. I guess I'll watch it again. It's so funny. Like I go to the library like three times a week, and uh, I'll just rent whatever I can, watch it, and return it. And now I have it, so it's like, well, I could, you know, take my time and rewatch it again, and not worth it. Uh-oh, things are bad. Nathan's on the roof. Well, they ditched him, you see. They said, throw on your suitcase. They knew the money was on there. And then they pretended that they couldn't reach him. And he's like, oh, guys, looks like we all made it. You know, he's so stupid. So now the we're learning that uh, Diesel, you know, Diesel, our friend Ray Walston, Diesel is going to... Yeah meet up with the guys later in Los Angeles because he's going to take Navin for a little tour to a guy named Suicide's Poker Game, and which uh, they're going to put him on Easy Street. So he gives him all the money. He just wants enough money to stake Navin. Now, deer don't come up to you, and Navin is feeding deer. Navin has this thing with animals. They just love him. Huh. Well, yeah, they probably saw the movie and they said, they were hysterical. Mm-hmm. I, here, 
You could see you could see us, Mr. Martin. We loved you in the first movie. <laughs> they think it's Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> now that was like Steve Martin and Carl Reiner made a string of fantastically great comedies. And then they uh they went their ways. Yeah, yeah. It was a good run. Yeah. It was a good run. And it produced a sequel. Now, that guy's a, face, I'm, I first recognized, that's suicide. But I recognized him because he was in um, that movie with, um, oh gosh, we saw him last time. Who's, who's the guy from Police Academy who we saw in Burglar? Oh, right, uh, G.W. Bailey. G.W. Bailey, right. Do you remember the Frisco Kid? Yeah. Yeah, uh, with Gene Wilder. Right. This guy was one of the bad guys the, that killed. Remember, they stole his Torah. and No, not the Torah. They, like, robbed him. And then when he got to San Francisco, he had a, um, he had a shootout with them in the street. Remember? Barely. I've seen that movie a couple times, too. He was, that's why I recognized his face. Now, he was in Rumblefish. Uh, which was okay. He was in lots of TV. He was any which way you can. Um, so you might recognize his face there. Yeah, I guess I would. I just don't recognize any of the roles. Like I, he, maybe he acts so well that I just don't re remember him. And this guy is tripping me out because he looks like my buddy Charles Ezell. So getting a little chat flashback watching this movie. This this guy. This is suicide uh, himself. He was in the Frisco Kid. He was the guy. Yeah, no, no, his buddy there with the, the mouth breather with the beard. Oh, I think he's, yeah, he's yeah. after the table for some reason. He's not in the table anymore. They they swapped out. Continuity. Oh, there's Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no, she she was an actress and she's she was in stuff. It just wasn't appealing to me. I didn't even write it down. Gotcha. Yeah, he looks, like, he looks a little like Mickey Burke. What's going on here is, you know, Diesel, you're back. And he goes, well, sit down. He goes, no, no, I learned my lesson with you, Suicide. I'm staking Navin. <laughs> so it's weird how he keeps bumping into card games in this movie. Right. He goes, well, no, he, he got... Brought there by Ray, you know, by Diesel, yeah. uh, specifically to beat them. So here we see, like, the passing of time, and, of course, Naven is winning. I'll put on a little audio here, because he laughs. What do you think they're playing? They're not playing Hold'em, right? They're if this playing. movie was made... Uh, yeah, but poker back in the day was like five-card draw, right? Oh, the Cincinnati Kid, they were playing five-card five stud, which which, I, which is one of the reasons why I love that movie. But they're playing they're playing like just regular old poker, but everyone now plays Hold'em. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em got popular recently. You're right. No. Poker is always a game in which you have your best five cards, and right. there's you you could be dealt dealt seven, it could be five, you could draw once, twice, no draw. You know, it's always a combination yeah. of that. Uh, Texas Hold'em is was, really was, different from the betting. Right. Well, Texas Hold'em. I mean, it's I guess it was easier to play online, but it became a standard, and with the tournaments and a lot of money, that's right. kind of the, the standard. And uh, but you know, people will play kitchen games where it's dealer's choice, and the dealer will say, "We'll play Hold'em," or "We'll play five card draw," mm -hmm. or "We'll play like the variations Omaha, whatever, Utah," you know, shit like that. And this guy looks like Stacy Keach. So it's just funny that, like, it used to be for shorthand for poker, it was always five-card draw, you know. And, like, Cincinnati Kid was five-card stud, which is a really hardcore game. But now well, it's always, like, You just get your five rounders. cards. That's it. Let's bet. 
Yeah, but that one card of that one face down card is going to change everything. Yeah, you bet five times, you know. Oh, it, maybe I'm wrong. Of, more... uh, I thought stud was. Uh, I mean, you bet, but you don't. Okay, so you get to reveal one card at a time. Is that how that works? For five card stud, yeah. So you get oh. one down and one up, and then you bet. And then there's three more rounds of betting as the other three cards are faced up. Uh, and, you know, you can look at people's cards and go, yeah, unless he gets another king, he's fucked. You know, right. or this guy has an inside straight, which is even more fuckable. But, you know, in seven cards, two down and one up. So you have a, and you can pick the five out of seven. So it's a little more, you know, lenient. Oh, not even in his face. Yeah. Man, that's suicide. That is suicide. Yeah, you're right. You've seen this before. That is suicide. That's suicide. Does not get cake in that biker. That's suicide. So okay, quick, Ray knock over the bike. True colors, and he's basically abandoning Maven. But Maven's following him. Yeah. Now the um, the poker mall there. She likes Naven. Yeah. You know, don't hurt him. Yeah. So she's going to come to his oh, yeah. rescue. Maybe she's an animal in real in a past life. And that's why she has such you know. a kinship with... Uh... Yeah. Now, while I was watching what? this film the first time, I really thought yeah. that she was going to become his girlfriend. Because that's the way the script was leaning. But that's not what happened at all. Because this is TV, right. and it's sort of like how you describe the dream. It starts at the beginning, and it goes to the end. Now, it does wrap itself up. It does have a respectable Act 3. But all this stuff leading up to it is haphazard and random. Right. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a – do you think they made this movie in hopes to make this a TV show? Absolutely. And like now the internet doesn't know a thing about this movie. It just says, what are you talking about, the jerk?